for 210. Load walks astride the earth, riding at just over to a gentle steed, the 20th of April, 2019. I, your first host, Alex Garth on March. With me, as always, is Brett, heathen dog, Marissa. Hello, everyone. I hope we find you well on this beautiful day. Well, it rained all day today, but I still think rain's cool. It's good. It April showers still be beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta make the flowers grow. That's right. I mean, blood makes the grass grow. We all know that. But water makes yeah. the flowers grow. Exactly. Flowers are more delicate. They are. They. Well, I think <laughs> roses probably like blood. Yeah, they have yeah. the thorns. That's they, that's fair. They like that's coffee fair. grounds, so I guess they'd like blood too. Meh. We should do a scientific study of that. All we needed yeah. are roses and a lot of blood. <laughs> Belnar says April showers bring wet t-shirt contest. I'm pretty sure April showers is the name of someone in a wet t-shirt contest, honestly. That's true. That's true. <laughs> if, if I looked up April showers on Google, it would be NS. It would be not safe for work. Yeah, don't look it up on other sites. No, don't do that. Probably not a good idea. But what do we got going on for today? Well, today on Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma, we're going to have GURPS introduction. That's right. Or I'm, gonna, I'm doing segments where we're doing the RPG stuff differently. We're going to go opening, explain the ideas of the game, and then go in specifics with with every every progressive time so i can i can spend more time on one game and be more in depth that's the idea if you don't like it well say so Maybe yeah if so. you don't like it let them know yeah in garthon's comic we're talking uncanny x-men number 16 war of the realms number two and miles morales spider-man number five and in the rng we're gonna talk about dust sci-fi short film mm -hmm. i was unaware of this service i looked it up because heathen dog told me to look it up looks interesting okay. How have you been, Heathen Dog? I've been well. That's good. That's good. Starcrafting going well? No. <laughs> Thank you for bringing it up, butthead. Yeah. I, <laughs> hey, the last time I streamed uh, Legend of the Heroes, it ended with a game over with a boss totally whooping my butt. So uh, it's kind of sad. Yeah. Did, did you restart it? Him whip your butt again. Restart it. Whip your butt again. Restart it. Whip your butt again. Restart it. Whip your butt again. And then finally beat him. But really shouldn't have. He kind of tripped over his own weapon and killed himself. No, I basically happen? restarted until he whooped him. Well, I went through all the other things. No, that's not as pleasant. <laughs> no, it's not as pleasant at all. Uh, but you know what is pleasant? What's that? The Legion of Myth. And our special thank you to our current top subscribers. Thank you to all of our Twitch subscribers in April. We really do appreciate it. The list is long and distinguished. That's right. That is a line from Top Gun. Uh, every every month we have a subscriber only giveaway. It's coming up this May for our swaps or our, all of our Twitch subscribers. I believe the 18th of May. If not uh, we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But also thanks to our top Streamlabs donations very much. Bound Heart, Pick Louise, Orchard Space, so much. Twitch gift subscriptions. Those who give out Twitch subscriptions to other people. Zahn is being the hero there. Sean Butts is Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Thank you all so good. much, everyone. Cheering through Twitch, everyone. Our April patrons. Ah, thank you so much. We do appreciate all your support and help. That is what helps keep this show going and funding the prizes we give out on the show. Zahn is nuts, Baldahar, and we appreciate his brand of insanity. Yes, yes. Of course, I wish more, more people were crazy like him. <laughs> crazy for the Legion. Yeah. Uh, currently, we're Twitch goals. We're currently 820. We're trying to get to 1,000. Our Twitch subscribers are at 100. We're down to 74. This game lost a few. That's all right. Life is fluid. We'll get them back. <laughs> Duncan, I have faith that Duncan will buy his own subscription instead of leeching off of beautiful He's people Duncan like Zahn. Duncan's, Duncan provides many other services. <laughs> the world would be a better place if we feel more like him. And I agree. 
Uh, Patreon, we're at $21, still stable there. Thank you very much. Now, why are we telling you about our goals? Well, because we want to make our goals, and we want to let you guys know that for each individual goal we hit in 2019, we'll have a contest specifically for that venue. Twitch was super close at 98, but then they fell off. That's okay. Uh, but we have over $250 in tabletop role-playing games and 1,000 video games ready to be given away right now. Yes, so, ab- uh, yes. amongst uh, Max Liao and myself, I'm, I'm holding on to three uh mutant uh uh mutant uh, year zero uh gen lab alpha and mechatron's books right now it's they're, they're still in their box waiting for this giveaway very cool also if all four goals are held in that for three months we'll have a giveaway contest worth at least one thousand dollars worth of prizes the more growth the more prizes many That's many right. exciting things there so tell everyone like subscribe share tell your family friends other nerds let everyone know retweet follow and because we have over 200 episodes of the Legion of Myth Weekly live stream, uh, that's over four years of content. I've been doing this a long time. And I mm. should be better at it. Engaging anime reviews, comedy quality, quality comic reviews, informative tabletop gaming fundamentals, and interesting random nerd topics we talk about. Elgarian is streaming every day with Throughout of the Avatar. And also other games for your enjoyment. Heathen Dog streams Let's Play of StarCraft 2. Garthon Heathen Dog team for Star Trek Online. Garthon is also playing JRPGs from the consoles for your enjoyment. That's right. And his enjoyment as well, honestly. You know, yeah. just saying. So join the latest Spread the Word. You can join us on Discord, YouTube, Giddy Our Gear. Follow us on Twitter at Legion of Myth. Watch us on Twitch. This is the best way. Watch us on Twitch. You, do, you interact, have some fun. It's good times. But we'll talk more about that later. For upcoming activities, the Legion of Myth Twitch subscriber and follower giveaway is happening the 18th of May, 2019. Mm-hmm. For every five subscriber entries, activates up to three twenty-five dollars Amazon gift cards. One five entries is one card, ten is two. You do the math from there, kids. If you can't do the math, Google it. So, uh, previously given like RPG books, video games, LM swag. Spread the word. Never know. The more subscribers, the more gifts. If we get a crazy amount of sub entries, we might get, go beyond that. You never know. True. Also, we want to know what in twenty twenty we, the Legion of Myth, are going to Gen Con. That's Garthon, Heathen Dog, Max Leo. I think Elgarian's up for it too. If he's not, he's out. If he doesn't go, he's out. That's it. Hard uh, line. I I'd still let him in. Nope. I would I I poison him on social media. I I I would hire 18 14 year old girls to just destroy him on social media because they're experts. And they're good at destroying people on social media. That's true. Yes. So <laughs> he is like so nasty. <laughs> oh my god! I I heard from a cousin or a friend of a, of a of a brother that that he he. He, he does things in public that you would not believe. I heard he hides a bird in his beard. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Little known fact. That's true. No, that's actually true. He's in Wyoming. Um, oh, don't be the evil princess. Elgarian is the shield hero. That's true. All right. Fine. Elgarian is the fine. You turned Elgarian into the shield hero. Good oh, job. Okay. I quit. I lost. Fine. <laughs> You're already lost. That'd be a start. He has to miss defeat. All right, so with Gen Con 2020, join us. The ticket registration is coming quick, January 2020. Activity signups are in May of that year. The event happens in August. If you know it's early, start planning now. It seems that every day we're a day closer. <laughs> it's weird how that works. It's weird how that works. So <laughs> prepare for it. You never know when it's coming on you soon. Oh, remember, with 100 Twitch subscribers, it unlocks even more prizes. Remember. Remember. I forgot to do that earlier. I looked at it earlier and told myself to remember to do that. Yep. But upcoming activity is also International Tabletop Game Day. That is coming the 1st of June, 2019. So mm-hmm. if you want to post your uh, your uh, tabletop game picture, short you, videos, yeah. to, to the Legion of Myth, uh, on Discord 2019 LOM ITD channel, or tweet 
Hashtag 2019 LOMITTD. Hashtag, and we will let everyone know how cool you are with your tabletop game. And we will pick the coolest, and the coolest one gets a prize. Ooh. Yeah. Current Legion of Myth member, subscribe, uh, content creators are not available for this. Shut I, up. I'm not really employed. Can't yeah. see him. Well, no, you're not. I, I, he actually pays me sometimes, so. You do? <laughs> that reminds you of uh, Zangief at the end of the Street Fighter live-action film. You got paid. <laughs> Such a terrible film. Yes, yes, it was. But you know what? It's it's due to you know time heals all wounds, and you know was it trauma plus time equals comedy? That's what's mm. happened to Street the Street Fighter film. It's ripped thirty years, but damn yeah, it's it, we taken got there. thirty years, but now it's definite <laughs> comedy. Okay. Definite comedy now. Here's our Twitch streaming schedule. Yep. Oh, remember, uh, when during the day when I'm doing StarCraft 2, it's on my channel because I don't want to step on Elgarian. That's right, because so, Elgarian's awesome. We don't want to step on exactly. that. Exactly. Twitch.tv slash HeathenDog. Right, but if you're tired of being one. shrouded with the Avatar, you could watch the pain in StarCraft. Yeah, uh, the, the last time I actually rage quit. Hell, go back and forth. Yeah. Two tabs, it's all good. That's right, two tabs. Do it. Do it, my friends. When you hear me yelling, move to mine. That's right. When you hear the cries of pain and anger. <laughs> If you need to calm down, you go back to the, the happy trees and everything with Shroud the Avatar yeah. and Elgarian's calming, nurturing building. And then when That's you true. want to experience death and rage, you go back to Heathen Dog and yeah. the StarCraft 2. Best of both worlds. You get right it there. all. You get it all. It's a roller coaster. And Garthon is streaming Sunday night. And I've been doing some late night streams of console games throughout the week. So join me for that. Ready system. Half bad. Five star good. There you go. Disclaimer. This is important going to go full screen. Mm -hmm. The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul and even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. I forgot to bring up my thing. Again. Oh, I'm a I got it. No, you, you don't. Okay. No, you don't. I'm going to show you you don't. See, I meant to open this up earlier, and I was like, oh, I'll have this ready, and I'll be great. Oh, man. Don't, yeah. well, well, while you're opening up, I want to ask, how the heck did Baldahar get to be a VIP on this channel? I mean, seriously, on on the YouTube side for, for Max Leal, I have to ban him, like, once every other day for five minutes because he does dumb stuff. How do you get to be a VIP here? I don't know. He deserves oh. to be a VIP because oh. he is bribery, awesome. bribery. Okay. How does anyone get a VIP? You, oh, you that's, give the that's bouncer true. money. Bribery. You yeah. give the bouncer money. Yeah, that's how you get in. That that's, makes sense to me. Makes sense All right, to me. perfect. All right, we're good now. Yeah, there are uh, a lot of things going on in the world today. The world today seems absolutely cracker, with atom bombs to blow us up sky high. No one, no one knows that song. Nope. Uh, that's from Monty Python. I like Chinese. Right. Okay. Craft makes the world turn. That is true. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> All right. Now we're doing this. Okay. If you're a fan of anime, tabletop gaming, or both, don't miss an episode of Heathen Dog's Heathen Dogma. Each week, Heathen Dog alternates between anime reviews and tabletop gaming fundamentals. Watch live and chat with Heathen Dog every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central to share your thoughts and recommendations with him. Now, without further ado... 
It is time for everyone to take your head in your hands and weep, my friends. Breathe deeply and weep for the state, not of the universe, but of yourself. Because every day in our lives, we pass the opportunities to become one with all that we can be. Every day is a moment where you can take the initiative and the drive that burns within every human soul to rise above the tyranny of those which drag you down. The one who drags you down the most is yourself, my friends. You rise above yourself. You become better than all they say you can be. All the oneness of the universe is within you, my friends. And when you grab that golden light and you become one with the universe and you sense the brotherhood of man in all that happens in every living strand of the universe in that moment you will know what it is because it is heathen dog tabletop rpg blended dungeon well thank you very much pastor garthon now uh today oh there it is <laughs> there it is I love that thing. That scares me every time. <laughs> All right, go I back like to regular. Said, How is he doing this? I honestly just open myself to the universe, and that's what comes. It's out. true. It's true. He makes it up as he goes along. It, it honestly is completely. I open myself to the whims of the prophet, and that's what happens. All right, go back to regular view. All right, today we're doing uh, tabletop gaming fundamentals, GURPS basic set. Now, demonic possession. Demonic possession. There you go. Uh, GURPS, eh. It's either going to be third edition revised or fourth edition. I'm going to pose that question to you guys later. But first, let's go over the history of this thing. Publication date, the original, 1986. And second edition came out same year. So apparently That's they impressive. rushed it, I guess. Yeah, they rushed it, I guess, and then made some adjustments and came out with second edition. But that, that lasted for two years, then third edition came out. And that lasted for pff, 20, yeah, 24 I must admit, years. I've only played third edition. Yes, yes, I've only played third edition either because it was out for 20 years. But in 2004, a fourth edition came out publisher steve jackson games and you can get this third edition revised soft cover from amazon brand new 29.99 and this is the this is one book for the whole system you don't need any other books this is it you can get a the pdf from drive rpg for 10 bucks cheaper you can go to ebay but they're ranging from eight dollars to a hundred dollars depending on the condition or how you know how much a bug up the, up the seller's butt there is because this is not a hundred dollar book okay no, no it's not don't. <laughs> no it's not a, don't don't do it don't do it it's not no that matter what but... the ebay seller tells you no it's not right all right so let's go into why is gurps special why should i care about gurps so i'm gonna, have, I'm gonna it has a weird name no that is true that's a weird name i'm gonna break that down later too but uh for the time especially in 1986 it was innovative all right. It was the only the second game outside of Hero Systems to use the point system for character generation. All right. Now the the uh, point system for those for those who don't know, but you should because you you listen to my champions stuff. Uh, you get a certain amount of points to build your character, all the stats, all the skills, everything. Everyone gets the same amount of points. You get to put them where you want them. All right. Of the of the time, especially in 1986. Every all of your stats were done with die rolls, random die rolls. That was that was just the way it was done. Hero System and GURPS did this differently. Now they also introduced the mechanic where you could go below an average value, and if you only gave yourself, say, a strength of, I don't know, three, whatever, which is which is pathetic in any gaming system, you would actually get more points to put in other areas. So you could sacrifice in some to add to another. Again, this was a new, a newish mechanic. 
and uh, the era, uh, the era free, era free play was a big, big selling point for this game. Every other game of the time, almost every other game of the time, when you bought the game, you you had to play in not only the the system, how the how the dice rolled, you know, how the system worked mechanically, but you had to play in their world thematically. You had to use their history, their lore, you know, the, the lore of the game. D&D has a certain lore, you know, and uh, White Wolf has a certain lore and well, uh, Eclipse Face has a certain lore. But GURPS was completely history and lore free. You get to build the world you want. And the system was created in such a way that it that you can use this one system to do any genre, any time. Well, the prevailing theory is that people don't buy systems, they buy worlds. That's right, you know, and and you know what, uh, uh, Steve Jackson Games understands this, and they brought out supplemental books, which are completely yes. unnecessary, completely unnecessary to play the game. You could do everything with just the main book, everything, but the supplementary books help you build your the world you want to play in. They, they build it, basically build it for you. As a matter of fact, go to the next slide. I'll show you the source books. These these are these are the plug and play books. Uh, the, the separate genre books are there to simplify the GM's work, not to complicate it. It doesn't introduce new rules. It doesn't introduce new systems of play. It doesn't introduce anything like that. If you can play the regular game, you understand the system. You understand the rules, how they work. Well, These oh, – go ahead. Why does that book say GURPS Asparagus? Because this is all, this is all just a, a – a dramatic representation of the of the expanse of the of the supplemental book universe. I'm looking it's at not that. actually supplemental books. I don't think you're gonna find asparagus in there. But nope, it's real. Oh my god, it's real. Okay, never mind. Anyway, uh, apparently any any genre you can find, including a world full of asparagus, apparently, instead of creating yourself, but if maybe you're the, yeah. Okay, good. In, instead of creating the world yourself, you can buy. The horror book you can buy the space book you can buy the fantasy book you can buy the sci-fi book or, or space opera book or whatever and all the same rules are put together in a way that makes sense for that genre it just makes it easier you don't need them it just creates a framework uh so duncan house a sailor moon but with tardigrades i think that would count in the horror book it may count in a horror <laughs> but guess what you can do it you could do it in gurps you could do it now like i said these are not needed they just assist the game master by saving a lot of time in creating the world himself. He can use the world that was created for him. And the thing is that you buy one book. The, the, the supplemental books are between uh, $19.99 and $29.99, just like the main book. You buy one, you spend three months or six months doing an entire campaign, and your guy's like, hey, you know what? Let's do a Western. And they're like, okay. You get the Western book. And boom, pre-made world right there. Very helpful. Very helpful indeed. Now, let's go over what GURPS means. It's an acronym. A surprising amount of people don't realize that. Really? Yes. In in, in my research on Reddit, uh, like half people were like, GURPS, I thought it was just a dumb word. No, no, it's an acronym. Hmm. The first letter means generic. Now, it was created with a simple rules, all right, but with lots of optional content. So there is the there is the rules and then there's optional rules. They're very clearly demarked in the book. The game master decides which optional rules to use for his campaign because not all optional rules can work for every game setting. All right, so depending on the setting your GM wants to create, some optional rules will be used, some not. 
all right? It, it fits with your desired level and desired complexity of gaming. If you don't want to use encumbrance rules, you don't have to. Encumbrance is optional. If you don't want to use targeted injury, like, oh, you got hit in the left leg, you're now, your, your movement rate is now halved, you don't have to do that. It's optional. Very nice. Yes. And then the U means universal. The rules emphasize realism. Now, the reason they did that is because the more that that these that the system of play is as realistic as possible, the more interchangeably it is between genres and realms of play. Like the you know a a projectile going uh, subsonic speed, whether it's in a fantasy realm or a super sci-fi realm, will do the same amount of damage when it hits your squishy chest. It's the exact same thing. You can plug and play any person, weapon, or item into any other game, and it will function as intended. That's what they mean by universal. Now, the role-playing. It well, was not well, made... Rules don't apply to him. Well, then... Okay. I, I thought nothing. you were going to say the ban applies to him. I can't ban him. He's a VIP. That's literally part of the problem. Really? Yes, I can't ban him. Beldahar, congratulations, my friend. He's an anomaly. Excellent. Okay. All right, now, the role-playing part. Now, Steve Jackson's foreword in, in all of his GURPS books is very specific. He made this to be role-play friendly. He did not make this to be hack and slash. Hack and slash meaning, oh, you know, dungeons are only five rooms. We just want to get in and kill the kill the beast of the of the day and get out with our loot. That's not what this game is for. This game is for the game master to create a world, you to immerse yourself in it, and the character creation process toward the end emphasizes your backstory, quirks and foibles, goals, all that stuff to help you immerse yourself in your character to give you a proper role-playing experience. That's that's the vision of the creator. It should be the vision of the game master, and it definitely should be the vision of the player. Now, the system. A unified set of rules for any setting. That that's, it goes part of the universal thing, but the, the system itself was made to be as simple as possible. The the, the system on how the game works, which I will we'll get into on my, in my next episode, it uses, a, it uses only six-sided dice. All damage is rolled six-sided. All two-hit is rolled six-sided. All defensive maneuvers are rolled six-sided. It's number, whatever number of six-sided dice is appropriate for the situation. That's all it's rolled. They try to keep it simple. All of it. Try to keep the system as streamlined as possible so you don't get bogged down in mechanics. Very true. Yes. Now, next we have what I what people like and what people dislike about this. Oh, you're not saying my... what you like. You're saying what no, people no. like. This is what I found on Reddit. This is what I found on the Facebook page. This is what I found people saying they like and dislike about it. All right. So this is not my opinion. This is the opinion of an aggregate of folk. All right. What a lot of people said they liked about it. They liked that the system was not locked into a particular genre. That, that you could take this system and apply any world filter on it and it will never break. It will always work as intended. People like that. You know, they play a Western one game and then using the same system, they play space opera with the exact same rules. You learn one game and you can play a multitude of campaigns. They love the idea. They like being able to take characters between genres because this this gives the game master a whole lot of free reign in reusing high level characters for example what i love to do 
is play. Uh, uh, this is for Palladium, which which, which uh, also has uh, has near the same compatibility within its own systems. I I take uh, uh, the the the, the uh, superhero campaign. I forget what it's called right now. I'm blanking. Oh my gosh! I can't believe I. Was... You're blanking too. Okay. I go. Yeah, uh, it's not Heroes Unlimited. Nope. No, yes, it is. It is Heroes Unlimited. That's oh. exactly right. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, Heroes Unlimited. I start them there. We play three, six months on Heroes Unlimited, and they're starting to get too powerful for a lot of the stuff in the game. So I'll have a magical event happen, and it'll transport them to Rips. Uses the same system. But now they're very squishy. Now, but no, depending on what powers they have, they, they, there's a conversion, oh, book conversion book, yeah. a, a conversion book, which I have, that, that, that converts all of the powers to the higher magical arena that is rips but even though they are high level they are no longer the the big fish in little pond they're they're now little fish in a big ocean that's true. so yes so it it adds it adds a layer of complexity it it lets people keep their favorite characters longer and you can do that even easier with any of these of these gurps uh games well you, you can even you do can, that in gurps like you start a campaign playing police officers then turn it into supers yes you could easily do that now, uh, the point system. A lot of people like the point system because it allows them to personalize their character much more easily than a random role generation type system, which I completely understand. I get it. Start with the Western and turn to a vampire. You could definitely do that. You could go Western and then go, go horror. Yeah. yeah, easy. Easy peasy. Sorry. Yes. Now, what people did not like about it. All right. No established lore or world history. That is the problem with having this this plug and play design, where where you're just the system, and giving the game master the the carte blanche to make any world he wants. There's you you have to make up the lore way before, and if you don't have a game master that's really on the ball, creating your world, it's not going to be as good as a world that you know a dozen people had spent two years working on. I get it. I get it. And this creates more work for the game master because he has to make that world. He's got to make it well. He has to make it, you know, make sense within itself. And that's a lot of work. You got to want it. As as a game master, a lot of them say, I don't want to work that hard. And, and then I would say, well, buy the supplemental book for your genre. And you don't have to work that hard. But they still say blah, blah, blah. Now, now the point system generation is inherently more complicated. That's just the way it is. The... Uh, when when people ask me about champions it's like but it's so hard it's so hard to make a character i say well the more customization you have in a game inherently the more complication is going to result the more you can change the game the the more rules you have to have about changing the game that's just how it works now gurps runs a middle road thread that needle between foolishly easy and amazingly complex they try to stay in the middle so so as not to you know make it so simplistic that older older gamers won't want to play it or make it too difficult to where younger gamers can't understand it try to ride that line right in the middle and i think they do a pretty good job that next time yeah good next time on my upcoming segments we're going to go through the rules and the system of play okay we're going to go through all, all the dice how they work I told, already told you there's only six-sided dice, but they're used differently depending on if you're attacking, doing damage, defending, whatever. We're going to go through combat. 
okay how how that's all going to work in in play and we're going to talk about creating a world with the with the system that that we're using you know creating a world with just the basic set how does that work what does that look like how's that going to be i'm going to let you know and after that we're going to go through character generation we're going to go through the point system we're going to go through the advantages and disadvantages i'll give you a little spoiler right now unlike in champions or the hero system the advantages and disadvantages are very very simplistic there's no one plus two divided by seven type thing. All right. There's none of that. All right. But, but there's an added level of complexity to create the, the, uh, uh, the adaptability that, that, you, that you want in a point generating system. We're going to go through skills and equipment. And then after that, we're going to go through example gameplay. We're going to put all the things we've learned together. And we're, we're going we're gonna to talk our way through a mini adventure and you're going to see how how it goes blow by blow how the system works how and i already built the world with you in the in the first segment so we're going to go through that and finish it take it all to completion and then you will know everything you need to know to run or play the gurp system sounds cool thank you heathen dog you are welcome so what are your thoughts on this what do you think of this segment do you, you say this part Ah, do you want me to review third edition or fourth edition? Now, here's here's the deal. Third edition was around for over 20 years. Okay, it's obviously a good system. All right, and I got the third edition revised, which 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 made some simple, which made some uh, streamlined changes. Fourth edition, I know I've I've read it. I've read fourth edition. I've read third edition. It's made some very very minor streamlining adjustments to third edition. In my opinion, minor. They even have a free PDF you can download from Steve Jackson Games website to convert your third edition to fourth edition. Ooh, very nice. Now, the big problem I have is that third edition is $29.99 for a physical copy. The one book you need to play the entire game. Fourth edition is two books. Each of them are $29.99. You need to play the game. They separated the main book into two different books, one characters and one campaign. That's lame. I know. But then again, you have... D's been doing it since the 1970s so i know i know they've been doing it but gurps this is yeah, the you first never had time to do that before exactly champions so doesn't do that no champions you get one book to rule the ball it's a, that's how it worked you know and, and gurps was the same way until fourth edition came out mm. so do you do you want me to review fourth edition and to to be exact with if you're going to play third edition it's not going to be exactly the same but I have I have a problem with that. Even though it is the newer edition and most relevant, it's going to cost double the money. Uh, Duncan sounds says third, and he's right. Duncan's third sounds better. Okay, that's one vote. Uh, go ahead and throw it in chat. Throw it in, if you're watching this on YouTube. Throw it in the comments below. Throw it on our Twitter. Throw it on our Discord. I will tally up the votes and the the most wins. That's could, how it works. We could also do a Twitter poll. We could do that. Yes, I think I might do that uh, starting Monday. Yeah, I need to but, do, I'm going to do a Twitter poll for my next game I play, too. And what are your thoughts on GURPS versatility, mainly the point system? Uh, it's really polarized. People, you know, older people really, really like the, the rolling the dice for your stats and stuff. And younger people really, really like the point system. I because don't find it, that to be true anymore. Really? You like that? The other, You think it's the other way around? I think it is definitely flipped. Uh, ta really? uh, looking at the, the Facebook groups I'm part of, the forums, it's always the younger guys who are like, I love rolling for stats! And the older guy's like, why? That's dumb. You're going to get wacky characters, or you're going to get characters that are sailing overpowered because you're going to do a dice method where you get better stats, or 
you're not gonna be able to do the character you want because you want to re so you're gonna have to keep rolling until you get one you do. So if you keep re-rolling, what the hell's the point? Just use points and everyone has a balanced character. True. Yeah, that that's my thought as well. Yeah. But uh, it's 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 very it's very divisive. Maybe maybe it has flipped. I'm pretty you sure know, it has because everyone you know the kids want their wacky overpowered characters. Okay. Well, okay. Are you gonna what, roll what, like Duncan and try and break the game at level one? Right. What do you think about it? What what are what are your thoughts on point system or random rolling? And then if you like this segment, please share it with your friends. Duncan likes points. I'm with Duncan. Yeah, share it. Comment below. Share on Discord. Share it. Tweet us at Legion of Myth. Remember, don't miss an episode. You can follow us on Twitch. That's always good. You can go and say, hey, I like to follow, but gee, what else can I do? You can subscribe! Oh, wow, then you're available for subscriber-only giveaways, like the one happening on the 18th of May, and get many prizes, and your life will be 18% better. You can also subscribe on YouTube, and then you will know every time a new video is uploaded, so you will never miss an episode, because you are not able to catch it live. You can catch it anytime and virtually anywhere you want. Thanks to YouTube. Thank you, Heathen Dogma. You're welcome. There's more Heathen Dogma on YouTube. Why does old videos on YouTube anime and RPG segments team ups with that Garthon cat and others? Who, yeah, we're not going to talk about. Because oh. uh, they're not as cool as Garthon. That's that true. Garthon's dreamy. Also, you can check out Heathen Dog streams Monday playing Pacify, which is Hopefully fun to watch the jump scares. Hopefully with Duncan. Hopefully with Duncan. We'll see. We'll see. Duncan's, Duncan scares easily. But he's playing that's with Solgarian, and that's good. That is good. And also, uh, Thursday night, team me up for Star Trek Online with Elgarian and Garthon. That's right. So be aware of that and be there for that. That is good times. Ready? Ready. Whether you're a longtime fan of comic books or someone ready to take the plunge into the comic book genre, look no further than Garthon's Comic Poll. Join Garthon live every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. Ask your comic book questions and engage in comic book discussions with Garthon directly. Now, let's give it up to Garthon. Yes, Garthon's comic poll. Garthon buys comics. Garthon reads comics. Ah, subscribe to Garthon and the Legion of Myth. Made the Legion of Myth. Also Garthon, he's there. All right, first up, Uncanny X-Men number 16. Written by Matthew Rosenberg. Art by Salvador La Roca. Colors by La Guru Ro EFX. Covered by Salvador La Roca. La Roca. Art is really solid in this book. I like Salvador La Roca's art a lot. Character models are good. They can look a little stiff, but the motions usually look pretty natural. Uh, he has a good way of setting scenes. A uh, good way of contrasting dark with light. Uh, the coloring is solid. I wish there was a name, not Guru EFX, but coloring is yeah. solid. Um, doesn't take it too far. Tries keeps me pretty realistic, and I really like that. I will, however, say this book is kind of a mess. Um, how so? Well, ever Uncanny X Men has had a weird run so far. It's, oh yeah, this is where they're in a different universe. They have to be. No, they gotta be because they're chatting with Captain America, but in his book, he's off somewhere else. He's in prison, right. and the Avengers, he's doing something else, and and. Also, like all the mutants have been rounded up and shot, but now I guess not so. They start out with all the mutants are dead, but now they can't turn a corner without running into another rogue mutant group. You know, so it disagrees with itself internally. Um, Hope, who is Cable's daughter, by extension Cyclops' granddaughter, decided to, for the future, she has to kill Cyclops last issue 
So she shot him in the eye. Okay, you can't shoot him with a bullet in the eye. As soon as you broke his glasses, the optic blast would blow it away. Well, unless his eye was closed. Once it went through the eyelid, it would well, be blown away. <laughs> well, now, hang on, hang on. If his, if his eyelid was closed, the, the eyelid is very elastic. It would damage the eye before it ripped through the eyelid. So he could lose his sight, but he definitely won't die yeah, from I'm it. I'm not buying that. So what? Or she had an anti-Cyclops bullet. Whatever. All right, whatever, whatever. Anyway, getting past that, that's why he literally has one eye now. He's literally a Cyclops. If you uh -huh. thought that was good writing, you're dumb. It's bad. You're and dumb. it's derivative because they already did that in Age of Apocalypse. So, oh, by the way, Dark Beast is in the series too. What? How do you get there? He's been in mainline units for a while. And he's working with them, sort of, but he's evil, but they still work with him. I... Whatever. And also, everyone hates everyone, but they're all working together, and they're just in a worse position every... So in this issue, they uh, decide they don't have a leader anymore, and they're going to do everything by committee and vote. And the first thing they do is they find out that a... I don't know how they find out, because they find out immediately... Some gar some military base is being assaulted by the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, or just the Brotherhood. Juggernaut, Magneto, Toad, those losers. Yeah, the old crew. Right, so they rush in to help, and they figure out uh, really quickly, uh, Danny reads his mind and finds out, they knock his helmet off, and Danny reads his mind and finds out, it's not Magneto, it's his clone, Joseph. And, I remember uh, him. Which pisses off Juggernaut, and so Jarno says, you lied to Juggernaut, and starts pounding him. Well, he tries to. He puts up a shield. The other guys are able to get free. They stop everyone. Like, okay, what's going on here? And he's like, yeah, I'm doing you a favor because I'm saving you people. And they're like, what do you mean? And then his head gets cut off. Wait, what? And it's Who? Psylocke. What? Except she doesn't – except she says it's Quanon. Long story there. I'm not going to get into. And But okay. she has no memory, so she's calling herself nowhere or no one. And she's only speaking Japanese. And oh yeah, because Betsy's, Betsy's back in a normal body now. I think it looks like they might have switched it again. Hard to tell by the art. Ugh. So the series is a mess. It's running all over the place. It seems the writers just kind of running in circles with crazy ideas. He has no clue what's going on. It, however, it's far from the worst X Men I've ever read. It's just everything's dark and everything sucks and no one knows anything. But. Brian Hickman is coming in as a new writer pretty soon. So I guess he's like, screw it, light the world on fire, I'm out anyway. Mm. <laughs> so... Uh, I want the new guy cry over this crap storm. <laughs> I'm guessing so. But like I said, not even close to the worst writer ever for X-Men. Mm. Art, art is great. Story's weird. It's kind of running over the place. I can't recommend it. But I can't say it sucks. It bounces out to a two and a half average book. Art's what? really no. good. Story it's got to be two. I mean, no, it's it, two and a half. The art's solid. Well, I'm not here for uh, argument. I'm here to give a review. Uh, no, I come on, come on, come on. Hear me out. It. You have 15 All seconds. Right. All right. All right. Good. Well, the the, the art's great. The, the art's four, four and a half. That's awesome. I love it. But the the story and the writing is absolutely rudderless. Absolutely rudderless. That, yeah, that that comes off to one, one and a half at best if the dialogue is somehow good. And that's gonna come out to a two. And it's gonna come out to a two. That's all. No, because the writing's not absolute crap. You could follow it. It's just the story's kind of weird and kind of wandering all over. It's trying to be smarter than it is, so two and a half. Yeah. But I I see your point. I just happen to disagree with it. Mm. Next, 
War of the Realms number two. Written by Jason Aaron. Art by Russell Dodderman. Colors by Matthew Wilson. This cover is by Art Adams and Matthew Wilson. Art Adams rules. Um, art's not as sharp as it used to be, but uh, Art. Arthur Adams is still just incredible. Only does the covers, though, because he's retired. Oh. He should be. He's, he's old. Well, yeah. His best stuff was in, like, the 80s, 90s. Got it. All right. So, as we learned last time, the basically the Dark Elves have got everyone together and they decided to wipe out all the realms. And the last realm they decided to wipe out is Earth. Midgard, whatever. Midgard. Yeah. Middleheim, Nephilheim, Sniffleheim. Uh, <laughs> it starts out with people evacuating, cause basically attack Manhattan first because everyone attacks Manhattan first in Marvel. That's. That's, well, no, that that is, isn't that where the where the Sanctum Sanctorum. It's like a magical barrier. That's part water. of it, but okay. first page, everyone is evacuated into the Sanctum Sanctorum because it has dimensional pockets in it, which could hold millions of people. Sure, um, great. And the person at the door is Jane Foster, who, as far as I knew, was dead, who died of yeah. cancer. Yeah, like really well. There, there was a huge death. Yeah, scene it was everything. a big deal. It was very yeah. dramatic, but apparently, nah, she's all right. She's yeah. all right. She got back up. Um. <laughs> But you start seeing little pieces of, like, she's hanging out, trying to evacuate people at the Sanctum Sanctorum because she's hanging out with Doctor Strange. Uh, meanwhile, you start seeing, like, POC resistance groups fighting. Like, Punisher's just wiping the floor with the Dark Elves because they have a vulnerability to cold iron. And he has tons of cold iron and lots of lead bullets. And he's not afraid to use them over and over mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. And... It's kind of funny because you see all these like piles. It's actually funny seeing there's all these piles of dead dark elves. They're like, "Why haven't you killed this one person?" It's like, "Cause he has, he has, he's overwhelming us with his cold iron." It's like, "Well, just kill him." And then that guy gets killed by Wolverine. <laughs> That's funny. And so then they kind of team up there murdering everyone. Well, the then the Valkyries come in. It's like, "Oh, Valkyries!" And then Jane Foster has to abandon the evacuation efforts because she is a Valkyrie now. Which what, makes what? sense because she would have died as Thor. Exactly, she 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 died under the umbrella of the of the Norse mythos. So yeah, so yeah. now she's a Valkyrie. Makes sense. But she didn't die in battle, did she? I mean, she died of cancer. She was died battling cancer. I don't think that counts. I don't think it does. Hey, you know what? I don't know how they rewrote. <laughs> whatever, the rules. whatever. All right, all right. Well, let it go. Wolverine says, "Wolverine, honey, you can't pull out that hat with those sidewards. He doesn't need to. He does no. it every day anyway. He doesn't care." Yeah. You, you gonna tell him? I'm not. I don't know, if anyone can pull it off, it's Wolverine. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell him. Uh, the but uh, then Odin shows back up and shows, and they're like, "Aren't you dead?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah." Some dark elf stab you're gonna hurt me. Whatever. So they actually for do a pretty good counter resistance. They're starting to fight it back, and then they start unleashing the big guns, start wiping out everything. Wait, and... who released the guns? The dark elves? Yeah, the bad guys. Okay, all right. So Doc Strange ends up cast. Basically, there's Doctor Strange is trying to like teleport people out, but he can't because there's a magical shield. Valkyrie finds the the witches who are creating the magical shield. Uh, she chops him up. Shield gets released. Uh, his spell starts working. It starts working too well because he uses like like the big teleport spell, which he's not supposed to cast. Well, they're bad guys. This one, Mark Hawkman. Basically, in this book, everyone except Asgard is bad and Midgard. Everyone else is bad. They all team yep. together because they're tired of everyone's crap. Which doesn't make sense to me. Why is Heaven working with Niflheim? I don't... Whatever. 
so he casts a teleport spell. It teleports everyone out of there to Avengers headquarters. And everyone's okay. like, no, I need to stay. It's like, I can't control the spell. Ah. And so people are trying to get back to fight resistance. And that's kind of where it ends. Um, it is like the dark climax of the six. It's only a six-part story. So this is the oh we've gotten our ass whipped part. Like right, you think you're coming back? You have to you know you have to go down before you go up. That's this part of the story. It's interesting. I like the art a lot. Um, it is a big overblown multi crossover event, so nothing fully makes sense. Thor is still out fighting people with uh, fighting the Jotun and everything. They're trying to track him down because they need his help, I guess. I'll send them you do some good reasons. I agree, Mar Hawkman. That's the thing. They haven't shown me a good enough reason why they would all band together. But with the Dark Elves as the leaders. It doesn't mm -hmm. make any sense to me. But you know what? It's also Marvel's version of the Pantheons, so who knows? It's interesting. Is it the kind of event where I'm gonna say, Oh god, you gotta read this, it's so cool? No. It's interesting. It's you got some big fight scenes. The art is really solid. The writing is fun, but it's nothing that I'm gonna say. Oh God, you know, in 20 years from now, I'm gonna say War of the Realms, man. That was the shit. You know, like people talk about the original Secret Wars or right. even Secret Invasion. People talk about, you know, or the first Civil War. No one's gonna be talking about War of the Realms that way. It's just not that interesting a premise. It's not that interesting an execution. It's solid, it's neat, but it's not great by any means. Uh, three stars. I don't okay. hate it. I don't love it. It's it's all right. It, it's 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 good. Yeah, you know, you know, it's like yeah. Not gonna tell anyone they're dumb for not like for liking it. I'm not gonna tell anyone they're missing out if they don't read it. Yeah. It is what it is. Right. I'm gonna get more drink. I'll all be right, right back. Next. Miles Morales, Spider-Man, number five. Yet again, this cover does not appear in this book. Written by Saladin Ahmed. Art by Javier Guerron. Colors by David Curiel. Cover by Marco D'Alfonso. I just want to say, for some reason, I really like Marco D'Alfonso's covers. They have, like, that neon 1980s look to them. I don't know why. But I find that the covers really appealing. They really pop on the comic rack. The seat nowhere appears in the book. Uh, Tombstone actually isn't in this issue at all, but really fun covers. Just I want that's an aside. Art in the book is fantastic. I love the way the scenes are set. I love the dynamic action. Character models are always on point. Um, coloring is beautiful. Everything about this issue is incredible art-wise. Um, the storyline is really interesting too, in that Tombstone's gang is trying to take over Brooklyn. And they're doing that fighting the various smaller gangs that are currently there. We're not talking like real gangs. We're talking like, you know, Marvel Street gangs. You know, like the Golden Goodies and things like that. You know, bad guys. Um, the street Devils, things like that. And, but, unlike, but Tombstone's crew is just absolutely merciless going in there. You also have the side plot where he's you know, trying to appease his girlfriend, but she knows he has a secret, but he hasn't told her. Um... Gonki and him are... Gonki makes all his web fluid in this thing, but right now they're at the school lab starting to crack down on who's using what chemicals and lab time. 
as that's becoming an issue, and they, they introduce a bully character who's a jerk. Uh, but the overall story is about Tombstone's crew coming in, starting to kill off the other gangs pretty violently. Miles starting to get involved. Is Tombstone's daughter in this? He's not in this. She's not in these, these issues. But she's an interesting character too. But at the end, uh, he's breaking up another fight with Tombstone's gang. And then when he's finishing up, they all of a sudden start going, "Oh my God, Rod, Rod, it's her!" And he's like, "What? I've been here. I've been here the whole time. Why are you?" And this woman with wings kind of reminds me of the Falcon, kind of is like beating him up. And apparently they're terrified of this girl because she's been taking out Tombstone's crews as well, and she introduces herself as Starling. Um, so that's a new character introduction. And that's when the book ends. It ends on a, a dramatic introduction of this woman who the Tombstone gang members are terrified of. She has a personal bent against him. Uh, the Jack Tater make a good scratch from Bootleg's French Fries. Oh, but... So... It overall is an interesting story where they're starting to lead up into a whole gang war thing with Tombstone, who is a very dangerous man. Um, and they've introduced the Starling character. And the cover of the next issue shows them fighting. I don't know if that's going to happen. Probably not. Maybe. Beetle versus Starling could be fun. But this star... So they've... I guess it's going to be a rival, possible love interest for him. Kind of like it's going to be his version of Black Cat for Peter Parker, Spider-Man. That's what I'm mm. guessing. Um, but everything in this issue just really works. The characters are interesting. The art is fantastic. I want to know what happens next. Uh, he's helping people. He's an interesting character. You feel sympathy for him. You want to know what's going on. There's His sub-characters are fun. This is just one of the best books out there right now. And this issue is no exception. It's not the universe is ending. It's not everything's gone to hell and killed all of us. It's a fun book about a kid with spider powers doing the best he can. Character driven. It's character driven. But also there's interesting things going on. The art is freaking fantastic. Javier uh, Garon and David Curiel just do a freaking bang up job. Sounds and I'm mad at gets this character so freaking well. He hasn't been written this well since Brian Michael Bendis was doing it. Um, this is a great book. And more people should be reading it. And I think that ever since the Edge of Spiders movie, more people are. Um, this is not the best issue in the series, but it's a damn good issue. Uh, I love how it built up this gang war. I really want to know what's going to happen next. I'm going to give it four and a half stars. Wow. I loved this issue. No nice. huge, crazy thing going on, but a great, great, great book that I will tell people this is a – if you're interested on in the character, buy the book on the rack right now. Great jumping on point. Introduces everything you need. Outstanding. I should have said four stars for Battle of the Hydraxis Sack. <laughs> He'll get over it. So four and a half stars for Miles Morales Spider-Man. Great book, great series. Buy it. You guys know Super Sucks or – no, the closest to that was Uncanny X-Men. And that's, you know, two, two and a half. It's just, why is that not better? Mm. X-Men has always lived in their own universe for the most part. They so. pretty much have, but it's also yeah. been better. Yeah, fair. And what are your thoughts on this? What do you think of these books? What are your thoughts on War of the Realms? Do you think it's going to get better? Do you think that there's just too many 
like they feel they need a semi-annual event with giant events that don't matter anymore. Or do you love War of the Realms? Am I just off base? Am I missing something? Do I need to read all 30 of the crossovers? Let me know. Do you have any suggestions for future comic reviews, other indie books, anything I should be looking at? If you enjoyed any of these reviews, share the episode. Let me know. And comment below. Discord, Twitter, all of the things. Make sure not to miss an episode. You can follow on Twitch. They say, hey, I want to be notified of that stuff. That's great. And you know what else you could do to make your life better? Subscribe! And then you're available for subscriber-only giveaways on Twitch, as well as being aware of any time the Legion of Myths starts streaming. Also, you go to YouTube and subscribe there. And then you will know anytime a video is uploaded to YouTube, so you, even if you are not there to watch them live, you can see your favorite Legion of Myth content anytime you want. If you want more Garthon, check Garthon out on YouTube. I have videos there. As well as other Legion of Myth hosts who are also highly entertaining. You can check check me streaming on the Legion of Myth live stream uh, at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Central Time, 9 Eastern. Or Sundays when I stream solo at 9 p.m. Central, 10 Eastern. Currently doing <coughs> Trails of Cold Steel from the Legion of Heroes series. Uh, gonna, this Sunday, going to be doing the end of the game. So stay tuned for that. Azon, good to see you. Um, our Hawk has interruptions today. Razor had nasty storms and no power. Ugh. Storms weren't too bad around that. But currently, uh, currently, I'm on Thursdays, we have Star Trek Online with Ian Dog and Algarian, and Sunday nights, Trails of Cold Steel, so check that out. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. But stay on, for we have the RNG! So, Mr. Heathen Dog. Yes. What are we talking about the RNG? Oh, we're not doing the thing. Okay. Oh, do the thing. I'm ready for the thing. Oh, okay. The RNG, the random number generator, where the Legion of Myth weekly live stream hosts discuss anything and everything nerd. RNG airs live every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. Come and join us in discussions on all things. And if you have a topic you'd like us to cover, let us know. Now, let's see what the dice have for us today. And today, the dice have dust. Not because they have been used. No, no, no. It's not like that. No. Dust is a uh, is a is a uh, website and a, and a YouTube channel for short films and anthologies solely based on the sci-fi genre. Mm. It's a division of Global Content Studio, Gunpowder and Sky, and it's the first premium sci-fi entertainment brand that reaches fans across all platforms, giving voice to emerging and established filmmakers. And this is important: if you are an established filmmaker, they're not gonna they're not gonna take your stuff. You you create a short with your own money. You submit it to them, and then they distribute it everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere they can. And that's how it works. They, yeah, so they it's want, also on YouTube. Right. They want uh, young filmmakers in the sci-fi genre to have a better chance of success. It's been historically very hard for directors and writers in sci-fi to actually break in right away. You have to do, you have to do your 20 years of grinding before you actually get get to the top of this particular crop and you get your own stuff now uh each one is supposed to be a thought-provoking science fiction uh writing and content exploring the future of humanity through the lens of science and, te and technology and for most of that it's true i mean they're not all winners i mean that all of these are between eight and 20 minutes oh that's, that's nice. the that's the entire short film so you can binge this thing easy you can uh go to their website directly at watchdust.com or you can go to the YouTube link, or you can just search YouTube under Dust, but I'm also going to put the link in chat so you can copy it if you like. 
right there. There's the YouTube link in chat. Now, let's look at their look at their main website. This is what their main website looked like as of three hours ago. It gi it gives you the newest one first, exclusive premiere for this one's called On Off. Uh, it has several dozen, if not 50, 60, 80, I didn't count them all, but it goes on forever of all these short films ranging from, like I said, eight minutes. Uh, there's, there's one that was uh, 12 minutes long. It's called Einstein Rosen. And it's about these two kids who are between nine and 12 years old. And they find an Einstein Rosen bridge, a wormhole. And uh, this one kid is like, oh, no, it doesn't exist. It's stupid. No, no, it's right here. According to my calculation, you don't know calculations for nothing. You're just a kid. You're a kid too. Shut up. They do that. But this, the, the, the little kid, he finds the wormhole by, by kicking his, his soccer ball into it. And he spends the next couple of years just throwing stuff in it. Just throwing stuff in it. And then 35 years later, he brings his friend back because he actually did become a, a, a professor of, of uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, theoretical physics. And he determined that 35 years, one month, and three days later is when it'll open up and give back all the stuff. And it's funny because his friends there going, wait a minute, these are all my toys. And they're all just falling out of this wormhole <laughs> out of the sky. It's like, is that my turtle? <laughs> they're like, his turtle coming out. It's like, what? I, I wanted to see if it could handle a little big thing. <laughs> it was just funny. It was just, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't super thought provoking. It, it was just, just fun. fun. Yeah. And then there are others where, uh, uh, what was it called? I forget the name of it, but it was, uh, oh, it was called Perfectly Natural. And uh, what it is, is it's a, uh, it's a little implant that you put on your infant. And while you're at work and, uh, and the, the infant will be sleeping because it's induced sleep and you will be there in the infant's mind, teaching him things, being there for him, parenting him while you're at work. Hmm. Now it starts getting dark right away. Obviously yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, this the this system uh, is is uh, subsidized by your company, but then your company asks you to do overtime all the time, and they say, "Well, if you don't want to do the overtime, then we'll stop subsidizing the system." And they're like, "Oh, okay, no, no." So it keeps you away from your child longer, and then when you get home, your child is in uh, teaching mode, which means you can't wake him up because he's in the middle of a lesson, and if you do, alarm starts going off, and child services is it's it gets dark some of them get really dark other others are just stupid fun like i said there's a whole and if you go to the next slide you can see the youtube page they got almost a million subscribers right now very cool there you go and uh like i said you can binge watch these they have they have hour-long playlists of ones that are of the same genre ai emergence uh supernatural sci-fi stuff uh, uh space opera stuff you know, they, they have playlists of, of a specific genre that you may be interested in. All of their videos of that genre are will be played one after the other. It's an excellent time. Uh, they range from okay to, oh my God, who is this guy that made this? This is freaking outstanding. None of them are what you what I would consider bad. None of them. Cool. So, yeah. That's, that's really got. interesting. I didn't know about yeah. this. Thank you, Heathen Dog. You're welcome. Everyone should check that out if you're interested in sci-fi at all. Tell me you miss Edge. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not say who. <laughs> but uh, whatever. I would think that. What do you think it does? Do you think that's interesting? Do you think it's a great place? Do you, have you watched any of it? Do you have, do you have any 
episodes do you think the Legion we should definitely watch? Let us know. If you have any suggestions for future RNG topics, let us know. Doug says he just subscribed. He's going to spend his uh, send his brother to it too. He's a fan of anthology shorts, but like Ray, Ray Bradbury. Bradbury. That that's been that was itching in my head all day. That is exactly what it seems like. Uh, the in the in the nineties, late eighties, early nineties, there was there was a TV show for Ray Bradbury short stories. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yes, it's very much like that. Very much like that. All right. Very cool. If you enjoyed this episode, share it. Let us know. Comment below. Discord. Twitch. His brother has that on DVD. Oh, that's cool. Excellent. Thank you, everyone. All right, everyone, it's come to that time where we've come to the end. So spread the word for each individual goal we hit in 2019. Uh, we'll have a contest specific for that venue. Twitch is so close. It's been closer, but it's still very, very close. We just yeah. need more subscribers. Tell your friends. Force others. I mean, encourage others. Yes. When fall for goals are met. Oh, my gosh. Zon just gifted Duncan. I know. Again. Uh, He's... Okay, now, Zahn, I love it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, but right, Duncan, needs, Duncan needs to learn how to walk, all right? Uh, if you carry him everywhere, he'll never learn. Ah, uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Zahn. <laughs> so, far, full goals are met at Hill for three months. We'll have a giveaway contest with at least a 1,000 prizes. More growth, more prizes. Tell everyone, like, subscribe, share. We have over 200 episodes of Legion of Myth. Family-friendly content for you. Four years of it. Engaging interviews, quality comic reviews, informed tale of game reviews, interesting nerd topics like Dust. Elgarian streams every day. Shroud the Avatar. Other games for enjoying. Team the Dog stream, Pacify. Gotham is streaming Star Trek Online with Team the Dog and Elgarian. And also, JRPGs on the console. Chris, for you. Join the Legion. Join us on Discord. Watch us on YouTube. Go to YouTube. Look for Legion of Myth. Get our gear. Impress your friends, intimidate your enemies, find love with your Legion of Myth gear at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. Follow us on Twitter at Legion of Myth. Watch us live as we stream twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. Remember, we have our upcoming follower subscriber giveaway, 18th of May. Be there for that. You can win Amazon gift cards. You can win other video games. Thanks, Zon. Thanks, Raven's Lair. We need bigger gear, says Raven's Lair. We will talk to our supplier about that. Yes, we will. Remember, GenCon 2020 tickets go to sale January. We'll be there if you want to see you there. Join us! The National Tailwalk Day is the 1st of June, 2019. Take some pictures, take some videos, send them to us. Link to a hashtag, Tabletop Gaming, or hashtag, was it, Legion of Myth, ITTV, or streaming schedule. Memorize it, love it, every day. Remember, everyone, you have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy. Great, Darren Lindahl.